Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 50, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. And I'm Kaya. Hey. All right. GLO 50. Yeah, number 50. We got our favorite gal in the house. Hello, everyone. It's so nice to have you here. Good to be here. So, it's been a while. It's been a long time. We, yeah. should, we should talk about that. We should talk about, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a while. And hopefully, like, faithful listeners, we know you're out there. Um, just was, I don't know, it was just a kind of a fucked up spring. Our schedules were fucked and things, I don't know. Yeah. Crap started falling apart. We both had some kind of stuff going on in our personal lives. Yeah. It was just life happening. Yeah. But lots of family, lots of personal stuff going on. Yeah, but um but feeling good and and missed this a lot, I have yeah. to say. Like was missing this. It's very therapeutic. This thing. It, it is. It's honestly, it's super therapeutic to you come can, in you, and, as a long-time listener, you can tell that like you're kind of working stuff out in here. You, yeah, right? Yeah. You, it, yeah, and I'm totally am. And, that, and I'm figuring it out as I go. So thank you <laughs> to all of you therapists out in the world. Let me know how much I owe you. Um, but yeah, man, it's good to be back. Yeah. Number 50. Yeah, I think uh, I think we can get back into the regular swing of things here. So we'll be releasing episodes a little more reliably. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah, there's not a lot going on travel-wise. And we're, yeah, we're back into it. In summer in Minneapolis. So sweat your fucking sweat your nuts off. Get ready. <laughs> I did. If you got them. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, done. <laughs> set. Yeah. So uh, for episode 50, what we, you and I committed to do was to go back through all of our picks that we've made so far in the podcast and do a, sort of a little best of. Yeah. But I know I've got some updates. I think you've got some updates. So we're going to talk about some new stuff as well. We are. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I don't have, like, I went back through and like. You've realized you picked a whole bunch of shitty stuff. I fucking did, <laughs> man. I realized like like a bu- a bunch of it. I was like, and for anyone who's like, like listening, yeah. yeah, like from we switched up like our program, probably like twenty episodes in or fifteen or so episodes in, mm-hmm. and realized that we were doing things a little bit too. We were too structured. Right, and we were coming in, and it felt like we were reading off of like our note sheets and listical, listical. It was totally fucking listical. And once we, once we kind of, you know, found our groove and um, started drink. I started to drink a little bit more, to be honest. (laughs) Um, that that helped things. Um, couple road sodas on the way over. Always, always. I got a Sapporo in the in the. Are you serious? I have a Sapporo in the cup holder right now. Tall boy. I was drinking a Sapporo Tall Boy on my way here. See, before the episode, Eric is like, I'd like, I'd really like to have you talk about maybe a couple of your favorite bits from the 50, 49 previous episodes. And for me, like the best bit by far is the road soda bit because, <laughs> I, I, and I'll have to check what episode it is, but like the episode opens with Santos admitting to the serial commission of felonies. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're basically like, oh yeah, I just committed a felony on the way over. It's the same one that, that my has gone on in my family for generations. <laughs> yeah, it's what we do. Yeah. We drive with a beer and it's not a felony. 
It's not a felony. I don't think it can't. They can't possibly. It's at be least a, a class A misdemeanor, which is a jailable offense. They can't if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If they want to fucking lock me up for drinking a beer in America. You are so white right now. Let them. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fucking let them. Let them. (laughs) Fucking night in county. I don't give a shit. Won't be the first time. Yeah? Yeah, and it'd probably be quieter in my house. We got some shit in common, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely would not be the first time. Oh, my God. But, yeah, no, I've... There's a... And I didn't want to walk in with it because um, Kaya and Eric... We just had dinner, um, and Kaya and Eric cooked, and... It's not rolling in with a with a fucking tall boy is a little. I'm, it's I'm all right. I'm better. I'm. We we know you, Santos. We we take you as you come. Yeah, it was getting warm anyway. So yeah, it's in there. Drinking Once in the ha- I- drinking in the house is day class A. It's better to keep in the it's car. I totally <laughs> fucking day class A. Everybody does it. I'll get. T- I'll get. I'll leave. I, I'm parked out in front of the house. Yeah. I'll get. Ten houses down, and I'll fucking whip it out the window. Like, fucking... <laughs> wait till you get to Lakedale's Parkway, at least. <laughs> All right, I'll wait till I get to there. And then I'll Throw just Throw it in fucking... front of someone's $5 million house. <laughs> are there, like, other family, felonious family traditions? Like, are you like, yeah, you know, like, uh, I was going to, like, make a withdrawal from the bank today, but I realized I left my firearm at home, so I had to double back. <laughs> no. Like a thing? My brother and I both sold a lot of drugs. And, and actually, what I... What is the statute of limitations on that? Oh, it's been fucking years. Yeah. They can't. And I already got bu- I got busted anyway. So, oh, yeah. Matter. Yeah. Huh. So, um, so I'm good there. Um, there's other stuff. Yeah, no. Seven years is like yeah. seven years. That sounds about right. I haven't besides done murder, shit. Right? I, I haven't done shit besides murder. Yeah. And I've been in Minnesota for, um, for nearly six years mm. and I haven't done I haven't done shit since I've been here. Right. Uh, what, yeah, I mean, what crimes Except, are there to even commit here, basically? Yeah, I, yeah exactly. I drive around with a beer, but fucking who cares? Cops, they, they're pulling over people. People got fucking AR-15s in their fucking car. Yeah. I'm just a fucking white dude rolling with a Sapporo. What's, what am I, I'm not hurting anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that, was, that was kind of my point. Like, what was so great about the episode was your complete sort of, like, uh, like lack of awareness around like the, the the public menace that you were. It's not a public. I'm sober as a judge. <laughs> I can drink. I could drink ten Sapporos. I'm not saying I could, I could drink ten Sapporos and still blow under 08, But I can tell you, I can fucking drink one Tall Boy and blow under 08 at any fucking stretch. I could pound a tall boy Sapporo and then blow 20 seconds later and blow under an 08 yeah I wish we had a fucking thing right now to test it a breathalyzer we'll do it let's do it I think you can get like add-ons for your iPhone yeah 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 it works with an app so you should rate the breathalyzer apps (laughs) (laughs) hold on for episode 51 when we review (laughs) yeah maybe I can hit the prime now fucking yeah I bet there's one for sale on there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll hit that when I get home. But yeah, fuck it, man. I mean, it's nice. It feels nice. I drive around the lake coming here, drinking a beer. It's fucking lovely. I love it. I love it. And nobody's going to stop me. All the, hey, Minneapolis PD, fucking come and find me. Come and find me. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm drinking a lovely glass of wine and... Ready to do number 50. Yeah. 
Let's I do got, it. I have less. I think I have fewer older picks than you do, probably because it, you know. To be honest with you, to to fess up, like I really did find that. <laughs> I just talking a lot of shit. Like, not that I can't I can't back it up and say that they were good picks, but looking back on like when I went back and was listening and reading recaps and stuff, like there was stuff that I was like, oh, you pro- you probably could have honed that in a little tighter. You probably could have. I don't know. Yeah, everybody. I feel like you're just catching your stride. <laughs> fifty. It took me fifty. I'm just yeah. Like 50. what's your what's your what are you batting? You batting like a three eighty? Like how how often were you actually right when you went back to check? Um, like a third of the time, like half, mostly half of the, half the half over half over half. I'm one hundred. Jeez, I mean he's re- he's really good. He's not fucking a hundred. I'll tell you that one but. fucking hundred. John Favreau, douchebag. Oh my Warner god! Warner Stallion, <laughs> terrible fucking appliance company. <laughs> that's my. That's probably my second favorite bit was the appli- the appliance wars. Really? Wars, yeah. That was a really great. And then the the third was the your friend's story about finding a firearm in his home. Yeah, Mark H. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, those yeah. three are like yeah classic that, that, bits. Some that, good. The Mark H. Cabin story, which by the way. The Instagram on that he is fixing that place up to be a fucking palace. I went out there. I've seen. Oh it. wow! So when I went back to Mass, um, he lives. Um, his farm is, uh, fuck, I don't know, fifteen minutes from the Massachusetts border um, in upstate New York, and it's a bad motherfucker. It's beautiful, but it's like it's so huge, and it's in such disrepair that when I I was like I was like. Oh my God! What the fuck did you get yourself into here? Like he's got a lot of fucking work to do, but it is remarkably fucking beautiful. Like it's amazing. Did you come to John Hockenberry's house with us? No, you didn't. No, okay. I didn't go to that. It's right near there. Okay. Um, and uh, it's beautiful, but he's got his work cut out for him. So Mark H, if you're listening, fucking good luck. So I'll be there to help when I, I can. So he's. The Instagram stuff I'm seeing is just curated little sections of stuff that he's fixed up, but there's like, well, yeah, I mean that's he's his job is to right make shit look good, make shit look good, and he yeah, yeah, and he's really, really, really good at it. He's like a photographer, like an architect, photographer. Yeah, he's a photographer, and actually, I mean, not a architect by trade, but he has done that, designed bars and stuff. But but yeah, he does a lot of three D. Three dimensional design for the stage and things exactly. like that as well. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's got like those skills. And actually he did like a bunch of the he did the tiling, he's doing all the demo, he's he's up there working a lot. Like if he's not on the road, he's up there hammering away and fucking he's taking dumpsters and dumpsters of shit out of there. It's wow. fucking beautiful. Yeah. And we'll honestly, like, no joke, like I'll follow up with listeners once he gets it like dialed in. Um, we'll follow up with a URL and you can, and you can check it out. Cause it's pretty amazing. He's got 15 acres in upstate New York that he'll end up having like four, um, four buildings on and he'll be one doing, of which is a massive barn, right? One is a massive barn that he's turning into a studio, um, which he just opened up a whole wall for natural light with windows. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. He hasn't found any more weird shit in the walls, has he? Um, no, 
No, but I mean, there's a lot of weird shit fucking <laughs> everywhere. Like I was, all, I was checking everything out and like, it's, there's so many buildings and there's like dormitories that like kids used to live in wow. when they were going to the, to the music school up there. Like there's some in fucking, the walls in the, <laughs> 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 there might be like some little fucking skull or something. Who knows? I don't know. Wow. We can only hope. Yeah. So, what of your old picks? What is one that you would you felt like? All right, I, I fucking nailed it on this one. Um, one that I absolutely fucking nailed it on that um that I still to this day stands up as one of the greatest movies ever is the Music Room, Satyajit Ray. Um, that is, and I and it made me when I. Went back and listened to it. I was like, oh, yeah. I hadn't listened to it. and I hadn't watched it in about a year. Went back and watched it. And that that movie is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, it's one of the most moving things I've ever fucking seen. Hmm. It's so fucking good. I know it's maybe not a huge conversation starter here because it's a somewhat... It's a somewhat, like... You know, it's not a unless you're a fan of his, and you would love this movie, Kaya. Yeah. I, I know. Oh my god, I, you would absolutely love it. Yeah, like knowing your, you know, somewhat your taste in music and knowing like your work as a musician. Certainly, I think you like, mean like inferring what you think is my taste. I have a feeling you don't actually know what I watch or listen to. No, nah, I, I probably don't. But people, people think I have refined tastes, and I really don't. Well, I wouldn't call this refined. This is like you know, it's Indian, what's referred to as Indian classical music, but it's really folk. Right. You know, but it's um it's ragas, you know. Mm-hmm. They're 40 minute yeah. ragas right. and um which is dope. It, they're yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they're shot like in like the performance is shot in like as it's unfolding and it is riveting. It's wow. riveting in the story that surrounds the entire thing. It's a the story is of uh this landowner that is, um, you know, he's who knows how many generations, you know, past the original um, l- person who started the farm there. But there, it's a sharecropping situation, which was called something else at that point. Um, but he basically is out of money and he's spending the last of his fortune on having the best concerts at his mansion. And he spe- he's literally spending the family jewels, like the very last of his money, on having the best dancers and the best musicians at his house. And because it's all he cares about. And he winds up losing everything, literally everything. Hmm. Not to give it anything away, but like literally loses everything because of his like obsession with having these musicians perform at his house. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. And it's required viewing and right now go to barnesandnoble.com and buy the thing for 15 fucking dollars it's 50% off all criterion right now wow. so go buy it for 15 dollars for god's sakes it's the price of a fucking drink in right. manhattan go or in fucking pretty much any town at a hotel right yeah no kidding go buy it it's unbelievable unbelievable irrefutable Fucking bulletproof. Wow. 
So when I went to India, uh, one of my roommates, uh, Colin, who Kaya knows, and I had shared an apartment in San Francisco in the mission, 21st in Valencia. And we had a uh, um, Sunday morning tradition where we would make like eggs, make a basically a brunch, use leftover salsa and crush up tortilla chips from El Farolito in eggs and do sort of like a kind of like poor man's huevos rancheros. Yep. And we would put on Ravi Shankar and like listen to a raga. That was our. Oh. Yeah. It was awesome. That is nice. So when I went to India, fast forward like three or four years and I went to India for three months, I was like asking my Indian colleagues, where can I go see like a raga or, you know, music Indian like Ravi Shankar. Yeah. yeah. They were like, oh, pff, no, no one in India listens to that stuff anymore. That's like maybe at like a cultural festival or something. But like, no, it's all about Bollywood music it's now. Bolly- and, right. Yeah. So I think I managed in three months to like catch five minutes of, of a performance at like a sort of cultural institute. Like You're almost kidding like me. More like a museum, but that was it. It's high art. It's yeah. unbelievable. And as a musician, you know how complex that music is. Like it's to me, I mean, I'm I'm a beginner. Right. Um, you know, I'm not a trained musician, but I know, you know, I can read and I know enough, but like when compared to uh western music, like it's almost like you can't even understand what is happening there because it's not half steps. It's like, right. Right. There's so many places in between. Well, there, you know, I'm not like that. um, uh, I'm I'm not like a super musicologist, but I will say in general, like because of my work with like Tibetan studies and um, which is, which Tibetan like studies of Tibetan Buddhism and my work in, in that field. And then, which is, you know, Tibetan Buddhism was imported from India. Like I realized like growing up this kind of, myth that we live in in the United States, especially of like our culture being the most advanced civilization in history and the forward march of progress and all this, which has like, you know, as far as material culture is concerned, like the civilization we live in is really advanced. We have, you know, this sort of, you know, like we put people on the moon or whatever shit like that. But like some of these civilizations, which are sort of like now, you know, like the, the heyday of ancient, you know, what we now call India, Indian civilization, they, instead of putting their efforts into landing rockets on the moon, they were working on like science of the mind and from a subjective point of view and stuff. And, and you start to study that and you're like, whoa, these, this philosophy is impossibly advanced. And, and the, the sort of like, you know, the rhetorical, you know, their, their study of rhetoric or like the language of Sanskrit, all these things, like, there was like amazing things there that like we're not from my point of view like we're not even close to in our in in our society by and large or maybe only in like tiny pockets. And so it's really interesting to start to have like a different perspective on well, what does it mean to have an advanced culture and it, and in music too like you know there these these ragas I don't know that much about it but it's like they they were like oh these these kinds you play in these keys at certain times of day because it fits the mood of that time of day and this kind of like thing oh where God. it's like really specifically developed kind of science of music and with a particular point of view that we don't really have, you know, and there's, you know, you know, ancient India didn't have the Beatles either. Like there's cool things that today there's cool things then like, you know, but how interesting though, that to think that like, unless you kept, unless you like fight to keep those things alive, yeah, that they disappear. I mean, I guess this is probably a very obvious thing, but like hearing you talk about it, it's like, 
these things disappear and they're kind of lost, right? Unless, mm-hmm. I mean, to, to the general pu- public, you sure. know, to just a just a regular fucking Joe like myself, you know, mm-hmm. who who is interested in in you know the way other cultures have advanced, like that stuff disappears, like the way that languages are disappearing every for day. For sure, for sure. And unless people continue to speak it, it's gone. Yeah. God, what a fucking enormous step backwards. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Huh. Great episode, well, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> it's true, though. But this is one way. Like, honestly, I, I do, like, believe that, you know, to come back to um, to the Criterion Collection a little bit. And, yep. um, like, I think in film in general, like, it's a way that, thing these things survive these things are able to become timeless because they've been they've been remastered they've been restored you know film degrades as we know mm-hmm. um just naturally it falls apart in in Janus films in the Criterion collection they restore films and they digitize them and they do incredible work and that I know it's one small step to keeping some of that culture alive, right? So go buy the fucking thing. I mean, fifteen dollars. So if I want to watch the Criterion Collection online, where's the best place to do it? Okay, right. So let's talk about that. Um, The Criterion Collection. Criterion. You you lost me, by the way. At like, go buy it a physical object somewhere. I was like, what? (laughs) Oh my god! Right. I know. (laughs) I know. Right. It's. I know. Um, if I have to move more than like my wrist, I'm not doing it. You're not doing it. Yeah. Well, you can see it online. Um, I don't know that you can. There must be a way. I don't know if there is to be able to like one time fucking. There's got to be a way to one time view something. I haven't rent done that. Yeah, like rent that. it or or buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, a digital version. There must be. Um, but Criterion had a deal with Hulu. For eight years that just ran up um, in, I don't know, about the first of the year. And they um, started a new venture with Turner Classic Movies called Filmstruck. Yep. And it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. Like, the digital experience is terrible. Um, The curation is really weird. Like, they're... and, And I have built websites and I know how hard it is to launch something new. So I, I cut them a wide berth. Like they'll figure it out. They're smart people. It's TCM and, yeah. but they're and a, criterion, you know, in the, the, whatever the opposite of in their defense is, uh, there are websites out there and lots of content services that have mastered this sort of interface thing. So it's, there's lots of models out there to build off of. There are, there are. That's fair, but I mean, honestly, I don't think any that are trying to license across the entire world of film globally, movies that were made in 1920 and films that were made in <laughs> 19 fucking 
What? What do you? I'm just thinking, like, you know, you, the, they just really want to use your interface as antiquated as these films. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I know, right? It's, I, I'm, but I'm just, I'm being honest. Like, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of garbage because there's like they're trying to split like the Turner Classic Movie content in the Criterion content and keep it a bit separate, while at the same time on another channel combine it, and they just don't have a strategy for how. To like They're trying to do original content as well, right? That I are you serious? Yeah, yeah. There's short films from like there's like a Jim Jarmish thing, and there's a few like short original things on there too. Well, are they like? Do you mean like interview kind of like let's talk about this film? Like no, like twenty twenty five minute like short documentaries and things like that. Instant oh, classics. If yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah. No, the documentary stuff I did know about, but like. I, I don't think they're doing any narrative. I don't know. I, that, not that I know of, anyway. Um, and b- to be honest with you, I, I, I dial it up when there is a title that I know I want to see. And I just go and I look at it because the entire thing is available online. So here, here's, the good, here's the good news. Filmstruck is $100 for a year-long subscription and you get every single Criterion title, including all of their, um, I forget what they call the, um, they have a, a, a label underneath Criterion um, where they release like big collections of films. Like they'll do, they'll find a filmmaker that's not that well known and they'll just release all of his films. Um, Eclipse, that's it. So all the Eclipse titles are available, all of the Criterion titles are available, and um, for Turner Classic Movies, there are select titles available. Because the licensing with that stuff, it's mainly American, and it's fucked. It's weird. It's hard to keep up with. But for $100 a year, you can watch the best film. There's no better collection of streaming film in the world than Filmstruck. Their UI... In you know their UX is kind of a bummer, but who fucking cares? Like figure it out, type in the movie you want, and 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 go and watch it. Like it's it's unbelievable for a hundred bucks a year, more films than you can ever fucking watch. Right. Um, and it's streaming on more and more platforms. And in another year, you know, who know? I don't know how long their deal is, but that thing I guarantee you will be slick as shit. In another year, it'll be fucking great. And, um, I, I love it. I use, you know, I still use it all the time. That's I just cool. don't, I don't, I don't browse with it that much. And cause they'll do like a, they'll do like a, you know, a samurai sort of like retrospective. Re- yeah. And you're like, dude, you like, this is not who did this. Like you left right. out, like there's, there's six films here. Like you left out like th- some of the, like, seminal right. ones like yep. so and it's obviously not from a lack of knowledge right. it's just, just they don't know they have rights to who knows man i don't know but filmstruck have you fucked with filmstruck at all no i was thinking about signing up for it the other day which is why i knew about the originals and some of the other stuff what i do like about it is i like that idea that you pay a one-time fee and you get access to like a massive amount of content for the entire year which is a good transition to one of the things one of the picks that i wanted to revisit was a read pick for 
um, which is a similar thing. Pay a one-time fee. I think it's $70, maybe $80 for the entire year, and you get access to all of Marvel's content and Marvel Unlimited. It's amazing. That's one of my favorite picks from the series. I was like, oh, that's a good tip. That's a good tip, the Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. It's a great fucking tip. So... A slight update to this. So there used to be this independent comics app that had like all of the stuff outside of Marvel and DC called Comicsology. Uh, Oh, yeah. C-O-M-I-X-ology, Comicsology. Amazon bought it. And so for now, for $9 a month, uh, you can get, they rolled Marvel Unlimited, Unlimited under Comicsology. So for $9 a month, you get access to all these, like, Image, Dark Horse, all these independent comics. And then you also really? get Marvel Unlimited. So uh, it is an amazing deal. So if you thought, like, the Marvel Unlimited thing was, like, an unbelievable amount of content before, the Comicsology thing is, like, just adds even more. So you get, like, Walking Dead. Fucking um, hell. You know, you get all these, like, amazing comic titles that you'll never be able to read, you know, through your whole whole fucking life, how, how probably. How do you fucking deal with, like, this much? I mean, even as we sift through it for, you know, for all of you lucky people, like, even, like, to... I'm just scratching the surface of Filmstruck. And you of the of Marvel and right. like it's 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 overwhelming. This is why John Favreau needs to stop making films. Oh my god! Okay, so I had a <laughs> I thought, fucking. I thought John Favreau was a quarterback. <laughs> is he not? Are you fucking around? No, it's fucking Brett Favre. Oh Jesus Christ! Not that I mean, who gives a fuck? But. Brett, Brett Favre. It, it's spelled F-A-V-R-E. Well, that I, I know who Brett Favre is. I just thought oh, John oh, no, listen, listen to him. I, I know. Just, I, oh, I know who Brett Favre is. I just, I just thought that Brett, that John Favreau was also a fucking football player. It sounds like a football player name. Come on. I had. It, it does. What yeah. are you doing with your phone? I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to find a note that I are made. Are you texting me right now? I am. Check your phone. I just sent you a super sweet pic. Um, there's. I had a fucking... John Favreau, um, I had something to throw back at you, um, that I, I don't fucking remember what it was. Oh, Elf. He directed Elf. It's a great movie. Uh, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's a great movie. I think it's a, a f- like fine passable movie of the holidays. It is not a great movie. It's not Criterion Collection for fuck's sake. Oh come on, no! But uh. Elf is fucking great. It's hysterical. It's great. Kids can watch. Like it's it's a. I actually don't think that it's it is a film you can like rewatch over and over and over again. It absolutely is one you can rewatch. He's he's fucking hysterical. Will what's his fuck? <laughs> Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking hysterical. He's so great and like. That character, and, and you got fucking Bob Newhart. <laughs> it's fucking You're so not good. Anyone? No. <laughs> Come on! I, I think it's I think like, it's an okay movie. All right, let's. I mean, Home Alone is an okay movie too, but I'm not going to fucking rewatch Home Alone or like recommend it to people. Okay, then let it be noted that you have admitted that John Favreau made something that was okay. 
Yes. Help. In the past. And he should stop making films. <laughs> <laughs> I had a funny, funny moment at work where one of our coworkers was asking me if I follow John Favreau on Twitter. And I was like, Absolutely not. I fucking hate John Favreau. Blah, blah, blah. Why, did they, did they know that you hate him? There's an ex speechwriter who's and a political commentator named John Favreau. Um, who is that right? Yeah. And that's who they were speaking. That's of? who they were talking about. So they were like, Whoa, I was trying to figure out why you hate the speechwriter John Favreau so much. Cause he always writes all this really insightful stuff about politics. <laughs> It was like, oh, no, yeah, I'm talking about the director. Oh, my God, the hatred runs so fucking deep. It is really deep. I, mu- I must have told this story the la- at some point, but we were at a client dinner, and and one of our clients was just fucking making small talk about how he's like, oh, he's like, you know, my wife and I watched this really cool movie this past weekend, Chef. Have you seen it? And he fucking came up <laughs> over the top of the fucking table and like started like crushing on the client. Like, and it went and it went on. And I was like, oh my God, dude. dude. I'm like, you know, like, you know, that's like, what are you like? You're he, just he going went, and he, going. He went, so to be fair, he, he works at the client, but he was not our client. Okay. He was a guy that was like part of an event that we were throwing. And, I have been to dinner with this guy before we know each other, and I know that this guy really loves food. So to me, it was unbelievable that someone who was an intelligent human being with a PhD and is a lover of good food could have respect for this movie. But to be honest, he's... Lit his ass up. Yeah. Lit his ass up. And I will say, I, I probably wouldn't have gone quite as far as I did if our good friend, also film lover and director... Uh, Jonathan Green was not there. Like basically, oh, he's in. He's he, like fucking. He was in the choir. He's your, like, co- he's your corner man. Amen. He's your, oh going. yeah, Keep oh going. Yes. man, yeah. He's your, he's your corner man. He's like stick to the left, stick to the left. Like again, for sure. Yeah, for sure, egging you on. Right. It was it was something to see. So man, and the hatred. I will say. That is the, There's I, nothing I love more I, than deep than I, a deep fucking. I did not like John Favreau before that film, and that film was the thing that really set it off. The for first me. time you saw Swingers, what was what? I thought it was okay. I thought it was entertaining. I I still contend that that movie would be way better without him as the protagonist. I think you could have brought in another actor, and that film would be like a way better film. Have you seen it, Kai? No, and, and I don't plan to. Yes. I, I, I mean, Loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. I like wouldn't the, recommend it. No, that's like the film that like it came out and I was like, no, just I, I'm not. It's not. I, I wouldn't the recommend it. the film that made his career and Vince Vaughn's career. Yep. Yep. Fucking indie film. He was shitty on Friends and unbelievable on Friends as Monica's boyfriend. And I boxer, didn't watch that. Which is, show. that was funny because that was an, another part with this show. woman, Ashley, where she was like, John Favreau, the speechwriter, was on Friends. <laughs> it was like, yeah, as Monica's boyfriend, he was like a wannabe boxer. Is whatever, that where it was like? Which was also oh. really unbelievable. Yeah, like, well, he plays a boxer in a film. Oh god! Like he got. Don't tell me. 
Don't tell me about this. He is totally unbelievable gonna... <laughs> as a boxer this in is any this, film. This is like that psychological principle of the thing that you loathe, you draw nearer. Like this, it totally is. It totally becoming is. about Sean Favreau because oh, this of is, your yeah, this is deep-seated. Yeah, I know. It's like the I'm giving so much power over to this thing that I hate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's move on to the next category. <laughs> <laughs> what else we? Let's be, yeah. What else did we hate? Um. What, uh, yeah, what, what, do you, what do you want to talk about next? So I have to say, a pick that I still think is solid fucking gold that I recommend to every single person as soon as I, and I bet you haven't watched this yet, is uh, Kai and I are watching this right now on our like week-long creative retreat here is Legion. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, as I said, like I had gone so long without watching it that I, I have started watching it. Okay. And I'm probably um, half a dozen episodes in. And it's it's fabulous. Yeah, it's really great. And yeah, you're you're totally right. It's that that thing is yeah is fucking That's what great. I was like going back and forth between that and the second season of Fargo, and I know we both talked a lot about the second season of Fargo. Same creator, same writer. The third season of Fargo also really incredible. So I think all basically, if I could roll it all up into one pick, I would pick like everything this guy has ever done. Uh, yeah. all three seasons of Fargo and Legion and probably like you know based on his track record I'm sure the future seasons of Legion are also going to be as good yeah so uh, and it sucks that I don't have this guy's name at hand I just wrote down Legion it's um it's um come on Kaya let me Carry go let me go wait on you. this thing it's um it's ridiculous that you don't have it um <laughs> I know this is the kind of it's fucking. Uh, this is like a. This is episode guys, this fifty. A, I know this is episode fifty. Hey, fifty hours. Hey, you guys. You guys totally listen while we nothing. listen while we Google shit. It's fucking super riveting. It's awesome. Uh-huh. I don't even remember the name. I don't even, look at me. I can't even fucking. I have my fingers. Noah Hawley. Noah Hawley. Noah Hawley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, from anyways, everything that guy does is fucking gold. Well, Deadwood. Right. John Favreau is apoplectic right now. <laughs> this. He's like, Noah Hawley, fuck this shit. Is it Noah Hawley's Deadwood, no? Or is that David... Um, That's David Milch. It's David Milch, sorry. Right. I mean, there are a lot of people that got their their start writing under David Milch on Deadwood. But, yeah. Um, anyways, Noah Hawley, unfucking believable So as good. As far as I'm concerned, every movie should that John Favreau is up for should just be turned over to Noah Hawley. Yeah. I agree. I I I I would I would agree with that. Um, and and to be clear, like I'm not making a fucking case for John Favreau over here. Like I'm not. I'm just representing. Like and like you I'm just, just keep bringing up films. I'm just to provoke I'm, me. I'm just <laughs> you're not making a back. case. I am you're not just antagonizing me. I, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I'm only antagonizing. I'm not bringing up. I'm not making a case for him. Um, Did you go see the new Superman film? Because he's an executive producer on that. See, I don't actually... Iron Man's. All the Iron Man's. Those movies are not great films. They're not good. And I I think they would be way better. They're good. All those movies would be 173 times better (laughs) if Joss Whedon had made them instead of him. It's true. It's true. I mean... Yeah. I mean, Joss Whedon, has, Joss Whedon has, has had things. Joss Whedon has had things that suck, 
that like have not quite turned out, but it's not because he didn't take a risk and try to do something interesting. I, I will. I, I am noticing a pattern that all the films you mentioned are things which I have instinctively avoided. And you know what I mean? Like Iron Man, I was like, I'm not seeing any of those. And I haven't. And I have a feeling if They're you great. go down the list of John Favreau movies, I'll just be like, yeah, I just, I knew I didn't want to Jungle see Jungle Book? Didn't I mean, it. for fuck's sake. What an abortion. <laughs> that, I mean, who, who let him do that? Like, I who saw him do fucking, anything. I know. Oh, my he, he, God. He should not be able, he should not have his hands on anything. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. I, I, I mean, not I to go back I, to him. I, I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't trying to bring us back there. Um, but, <laughs> but we fucking did find ourselves there again, didn't we? Um, but to, I just wanted to make it clear that I'm right, not we're, making We're case pivoting this podcast as of episode 50. It's now called I Fucking Hate John Favreau. And it's all we talk about. Oh, my about God. Every episode. We could, maybe we, yeah, like carve out two minutes an episode just to like yeah. zoom in. Update. Zoom in on like, you know, yeah. minute 53 of Swingers. That like, look how fucking ridiculous. Do you know His that, faces. Do you know that there's a that we have we talked about this? There's a podcast where they go every, minute by minute, every single minute of Star Wars, and they talk about every minute of Star Wars for like an hour and a half, including the credits, for opening and closing sake. credits. It is amazingly entertaining. Oh my god! It it's called, sounds it's great. Called Star Wars Minute, I believe. I still have never understood what's your what's your podcast listening habit look like, Kaya. Um, I listen a lot to this thing, Good Looking Out, which <laughs> when it first came out, I was super, <laughs> I was super confused because I thought it was like, it sounded like a really vanilla match.com gay profile, <laughs> like opener, like they're like, you know, good looking out gay man, 57 seats. Oh, I never put that in. Because I didn't know the saying. Good looking. And then I heard, oh, and really? then I heard someone say it like a few weeks later. I think it had just come into the cultural currency or something. No, Maybe it made its right. way west we're, to we're east. We're constantly having no. a curve. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the case at all. I live under a rock. I don't know. Yeah. But so I didn't know. And, but so, you know, I listen to you guys and um, I listen to a lot of stuff that Eric's recommended. Um, you do? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, um, I did, um, what's the detective? I did a couple seasons yeah. of that. Detective is good. And I did, um. It's great. Um, crime Town? No. You fuck with Crime Town? No, I did, uh, what's the one uh, everybody listened to? Uh, oh, yeah, Serial? Serial. Serial. I listened to the, both seasons of that. Second season. Second season is not good. Yeah. 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 You didn't hear me talking about that. On I the, guess, I mean, my, my, I guess I'm just curious as to whether, like, because I try and weigh, like, I, I know Eric really well. We work together. Like, I know what his life looks like. Mm-hmm. I know how busy he is. Mm-hmm. And I can't put together the when fucking... When the fuck he listens to all this stuff. Or when he fucking reads. Like, I don't fucking understand. The reading... Like, I've asked you probably 20 times on air mm-hmm. how you how you get that many books in. And you're like, he's like, oh, well, I get the Kindle and, you know, when I'm at the airport and before I go to bed... And I'm like, I'm like, but that doesn't fucking, the math still doesn't fucking work. And then the podcasts, he's like, oh, I listen to him while I'm at work. I'm like, how the fuck are you listening to a podcast while you're working? And I see him at work. I see what he's doing. He's fucking working. And he's got fucking earphones in and he's working. And there's, this is going in while he's got something else coming out. I can't fucking, I think, I think, I don't know how. I think you're looking the wrong way. I think what you need to inspect is how you're spending your own time. Where are you frittering away time in your day that you could be pr- 
you know, constructively using listening to podcasts. There is no fucking time. There's no time. I don't I fritter any fucking. Time. There's no frittering. There's no frittering of time. I don't know, man. How are you not listening to podcasts when you're in the car or an audiobook when you're doing your road? Where the fuck am I soda? driving? Where, where the fuck am I driving? I'm driving <laughs> you to, like a, I, you, you haven't had time to drink a beer. You I, can it's listen eight to a minutes. Podcast. Eight minutes. That's eight minutes. I, there's no podcast that's eight minutes long. Except Detective was fucking perfect, right? You know, because then I could sit yeah. in the driveway for the next seven minutes and finish it, and then go in, right? Well, you listen to my favorite murder because Beth listens. To God, that's really good. Yeah, it's really fucking. It's really good, and you don't need to like. You can dip in and out yeah, of that. That's true. You know, that's easy to. But like he's yeah with the podcasts, I I I don't know. I just can't fucking. I can't keep up, and other people do it as well. They got like one fucking earphone in and they're going on them. But so while we're talking about podcasts, I do want to say. I think out of all the podcast recommendations that I've probably done, I do think Crime Town is the best. My favorite murder is a close second, but I think Crime Town is pretty pretty exceptional. It's basically the level of like a something like um, the Jinx or a professionally, which is no surprise because it's some of the people from the Jinx. Oh, is that right? A professionally. Like it's a documentary level podcast. You did tell and, me that. I remember you the told me the access and the different people that they get. Yeah, but I will say in general that that one is part of um, this, which I still contend is a terrible name. Gimlet Media. I know. Um, they the, all of the podcasts that they put out, even the They're ones really that they good. pulled the string on or pulled the plug on. Sorry, after the first season are really good. Yeah. Every single thing they put out is like almost a sure hit. Yeah. Uh, they are, they're most science one. There was a science one. That oh, you had science with. versus. Yeah. That one was, yeah. I, I listened to yeah, half a dozen of those. Really good. It's killer. Um, there's that one. There's uh, reply all, which is one of my favorite podcasts about internet culture. It's super good. Uh, they just released one about this guy, Chris Lighty, who is one of the like lesser known guys involved in Def Jam. And he discovered like tons and tons of, he was like a younger guy who like brought all these really amazing artists into Def Jam and like kind really? of birthed what we think of as like modern hip hop. Interesting. At least on the East coast. Um, and he died recently. Yeah, uh, he killed himself. So this podcast is like sort of an examination of his career and how he came up in New York and how he got involved with Def Jam and all that shit. So oh shit, wow. Well, that's good. That's a sounds like an interesting story. So and it's called Mogul. That one M O G U L Mogul. Okay, uh, it's the story of Chris Lighty. But there's constantly really really good podcasts coming out of Gimlet. So yeah, it it everyone that I've heard is great. Is great. So they've they've like got it wired. They all came out of this American life. The people that started Gimlet, or at least the founder of Gimlet, mm-hmm. um, and they've they have a really good sense, and they pulled really good talent. Um, the one that they for some reason pulled the plug on that I don't really understand. Uh, there was a podcast called Mystery Show from Starly Kine, who was also an ex This American Life person. It was this like really weird mundane mysteries where like. Um, really? <laughs> like, um, one of her friends who's a, who's like kind of an obscure writer whose book sold like 800 copies, like Britney Spears was photographed holding her book. And this woman wanted to know, know like, this. how did Britney Spears get my book and what did she think of it? Yes. I so, know this so one. So she has to spend, she spends like an hour 
or like weeks and weeks, but it's all obviously condensed into an hour, like just trying to solve this mystery of how Britney Spears got a hold of her friend's book. <laughs> And it's like eventually actually like talks to Britney Spears. There's one that like, how tall is Jake Gyllenhaal? (laughs) Like there's a, like a bunch of contention between her friends and online about like how tall in real life Jake Gyllenhaal is. She actually fucking gets Jake Gyllenhaal on the phone to talk about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Wow. Um, But the most amazing one was the, the belt buckle one where this guy, when he was like 17 years old, found this like incredibly ornate, belt buckle that has like a chef's knife and some other like food related things on it and the guy is like i want to figure out where this belt buckle came from and like return it to its owner this is like batman 20 years seriously right uh it's so so fucking the how that story unfolds and when they finally fucking find the guy who owns the belt buckle like who hasn't had it after 20 years like super fucking interesting for some reason and who knows what happened behind the scenes like they pulled the plug on that show and there was no there wasn't like a second season what's it called mystery show by starly kind huh really that sounds great yeah Yeah. it sounds really cool it's really good huh guys i still remember the guy's name with the belt buckle the guy's name was hans jordy hans jordy (laughs) jordy hans jordy (laughs) Well, let me, I'll go to um, another one of my, as I was going back through the archives and digging um, a pick that I don't know, um, to be honest, I don't remember if it came, it, it, it was a, you and I are both equally, I think it was a, we may have been talking about him, just him as an author and whittling down to his best book and then... I don't remember if it was an episode about crime writers or if it was an episode about adaptations because right. we did an episode about the best crime adaptation or film adaptations. Right. But um, Pop 1280, oh, yeah. um, Jim Thompson, um, like I, as I was going back through and listening to it, I was like, oh yeah, like that is one, like out of everything that we've talked about, that would stick out as a shining, like, I think it's a great example of like our tastes in the type of stuff that we would recommend, like on, on this podcast. Yeah. Jim Thompson is one of those authors where you can pretty much pick up any of his books and it'll be probably one of, if not the best crime fiction book you've read. Yep. You can grab anything and not, and After Dark, My Sweet. Oh, so fucking good. Killer Inside Me. The Killer Inside Me. One of me the best crime fiction books of all time. It's potentially the, yeah. Yep. It was also the one that, like, for some reason flipped a switch. Because I had mostly read stuff like Chandler and Hammett and more like classical Classic. crime fiction. And then I came across that book and it was like, oh, shit. The Killer Inside Me? Yeah. This is written from, like, the complete opposite. Like, that was when when I sort of like flipped the switch from detective fiction to noir, right? Or like crime fiction as opposed to detective fiction. Mm-hmm. So, um, so fucking good. Oh my god! Yeah, the sense of style is just like, and they're short books too. Oh yeah, they're no, short that's reads. that's a day. It's you know, a couple it's, hundred pages. It's max. yeah, three hours. You're. There have been some really famous movies that have been made from Amazing. these books as well. Yeah. What's the one with um, 
that's based on his uh, book that has John Cusack and Angelica Houston, the mother, son, and there's the, some like weird um, sex shit going on. Well, no, it's the the um, uh, the Grifter, Grifters, yeah, the Grifters, yeah. Um, that's a great, that's a great yeah. film. And uh, I absolutely love the After Dark, My Sweet movie actually yeah i think it's great yeah it's really good it's, it's really it's a good. very underappreciated crime film yeah. actually and i love the fucking casey affleck killer inside me which i i have to admit i haven't seen oh god it's yeah. it's the best adaptation of, of i was a little film. it's really really good is it okay oh it's great yeah it's it it's, looks great it's like true to the book in, in its simplicity, you know how simple he can be, you yep. know what I mean? And, and like to the point and, um, you got, you got to get that on the list. You'll love it. Kay. You'll love it. I mean, you know, given, <laughs> Don't, let's not even open that camera. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Try and forget that. We, and, we've talked about it enough. Um, the past episodes of the art, podcast. So. An artist. Right. Um, but yeah, Jim Thompson, just in general. But Pop 1280 was the first one that I read of his. And, um, yeah. And I remember, like, talking about that on the, like, I remember, like, when we were talking about that, getting really excited about this podcast and, and loving. I was just, like, rem- thinking of all of the fucking great shit that we're going to talk about. I got super excited talking about Jim Thompson. So that, nice. that, was, that was a highlight for me, for sure. Right on. Jim Thompson. So... Oh, I, ahead, I just wanted ahead. to say, can I just like throw in like a bonus question that I've always wanted to ask, like out of the blue and just see what comes up? Sure. Yeah. It's a totally not... weird question, but randomly, best software platform for any task. Oh, for fuck's Quick sake. Answer. It's so you're nerdy. Just like, you're just like, oh, you know what platform text I love edit. for this? Evernote. Evernote? Text edit? Evernote. Text edit. Evernote has changed my life. In what way? Well, first of all, Evernote is so much better than text edit. <laughs> It is like it's fucking it's light years it's, beyond it's, it. It automatically syncs to the cloud. There's no like, oh, fuck, I forgot to save this document because it's constantly saving. Right. You can uh, shuffle everything around. You can shoot a photo and it'll transcribe like whiteboard notes or something into Evernote. It's available across every platform. It's super e- easy to organize. It's r- like incredibly searchable. Mm-hmm. It'll search. It can even search w- within images right. that you've put inside it. You can drop links in there. Like it's, I use it for work. I use it for creative projects. I use it for personal shit. I use it to fucking organize like the Pathfinder loot from my nerdy RPG gaming group. Right. I just use it for everything in my life and I find it incredibly useful. Nice. Every um, smart person I know uses it. There's, I, don't, I, don't, I, I have, I started yeah, it and I, there, I won't there's super it. cool integrations where when you're looking at websites like the New York times and you want to save a recipe, like you just click a button and it adds it to your Evernote library. Um, you there are with the new, uh, iPads, the ones where you can write with a stylus or draw, you can like automatically add notes and shit into mm-hmm. um, Evernote and it just syncs with like the rest of your Evernote library. Is it JPEG or does it turn it into text? Uh, no, it syncs it as a JPEG. Um, cool. But unless it's, if it's a drawing, if you wanted to do it as writing, it probably turns it. Would do it turn whichever it into you please. Yeah. Yeah. And Evernote has, has like a special app that you can use for note taking and stuff on, on the iPad. Is that, that right? With it. 
don't know why the yeah. fuck I don't use it. I don't, I don't write that much. Hmm. I write emails. They did a thing where they worked with post-it notes where you could have different colors of post-it notes like automatically add to different folders in your Evernote. So if you like you were doing like a web project or whatever and this were this was like a list of bugs or this was like a to do and dependencies or whatever, like you could have different colored notes sync into your different Evernote and it organized would read folders. The color right. And yeah. then you, you could figure out whatever that organization was, if it was like, you know, s- lyrics for songs, things to do on tour, whatever you wanted to However, you wanted to organize your life. Yeah. So I think it's cool. They, they're, or, it's like the best of, of kind of software meets like the best of the physical world at the same time. Like they've, they're the first uh, people I think that have bridged that gap between like we still want to have like physical shit and take notes, but then you want to pull that into the digital, digital yeah. sphere and work with it. And you want all the convenience of having it searchable and all that shit. They're the first ones to figure all that stuff out. Wow. Now, text edit. Um, <laughs> you open it up and it's got a blank, looks like a piece of paper. Yeah. And then you can, you start typing words and they're right on the piece of paper. That's right. And then you can save it. You can save it to your desktop. You can save it to a folder yeah. on your computer. Wow. Um, you can take notes while you're on a call. Right. You can... You can write all, you can write you can write whatever you want on that on that on that there's, on, no, there's no limit to like the kinds of you writing. can write you can write whatever you want on there you can write as many pages as you want if you want a, a new use hit return it'll start a whole new line on the other end of it wow at the click of a single button text edit text text edit, text edit. yep yep one word um yep capital e check it out Cool. Text edit. That's excellent. It's the John Favreau of <laughs> word processing. Ubiquitous and overrated. <laughs> oh, my That's God. Funny. Well, that was a fucking terrible question. Actually, it was, it was a great question, and I had a terrible answer. <laughs> As usual. As usual. As I think 380 usual. was generous, really. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Kick him while he's down. That's all right. That's all right. No, I'm, I'm used kidding, to it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's I'm, I'm used to it. That's all right. I got a I got a warm Sapporo to bring me home. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, I think we'll wrap episode fifty. So thank you so much to everyone who has listened thus far. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We'll keep trying to evolve and definitely try to uh, post more regularly. And thank you very much to Kaya, oh. who without your Audio assistance and engineering support, we would sound even stupider and, and worse. Than a generous what we do. gift of time. Like yes. it's a lot of work. It's very happy generous to help. Happy you. to help. It's Thank great. You. I, I listen to you guys during when I say eat my breakfast, like having brunch with friends. It's great. Ah, that's sweet. All right, thanks everyone. We'll catch you next episode. Okay, Bye. see ya. Bye. Bye.